When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. So today I want to take some time to talk about an article, uh, a bit of news that I originally saw posted over on Zero Hedge. (laughs) No, no surprise there. And it's about Russia and their gold holdings. You know, it's no secret that Russia, uh, relative to the size of their economy, buys a lot of gold and, and owns a lot of gold, primarily at the central bank level. This is a little bit different what I'm talking about today. And, and I'll talk more about it as we get on in this podcast. But first, I want to give you guys a quick reminder for those of you still listening on YouTube, which is probably still the bulk of my audience, a quick reminder that I am on most major podcast platforms and, and I'm actually trying to get as many of you guys to switch away from YouTube as possible. I mean, part of it's that that my content is basically a podcast. It's just voice. It's just audio. Uh, but but it goes much deeper than that. I mean, in short, I, I'm sort of sick of YouTube and and being at the whims of the YouTube algorithm as well as their... Uh, discretion on on when to promote or when not to promote uh, content. Uh, YouTube in many ways is a merit-based system. Creators get rewarded for good content that garners views, subscriptions, and watch time. However, YouTube has been known to to play an activist role in this oftentimes. I'm talking suppressing voices and opinions that they disagree with. Sometimes it's through overt actions like like uh, removing channels, removing videos, demonetization. But oftentimes it's through much more subtle uh, uh, channels, including uh, what some people would call shadow banning. Um, content that they disagree with but don't necessarily want to remove. Well, they just don't recommend it. And, that, and that's really the way you grow on YouTube. And I'm sort of sick of the way they're running things. So that's why I want as many of you guys as possible to switch to the podcast platform. Link below in the comment section to Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. I am on most major podca- podcast platforms though, so feel free to choose whichever one you like. Uh, however, getting back to to this main topic of, of today's podcast, Russia. Now, okay, so as I said, Russia has this gold. Actually, as of, of December 1st of, of 2019, and according to Zero Hedge, 72.7 million troy ounces worth approximately $108 billion and and largely these these gold reserves which have gone up pretty drastically in the last decade plus uh which which has coincided with a, a drop in 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 things like uh US treasury bond holdings and whatnot this largely has has been seen by many as as attempt at de-dollarization right getting out of the dollar system because that Russia realizes that that a um the dollar system, the SWIFT payment system and whatnot, oftentimes is not very friendly to them. And B, they realize that that's been a big part of, of the U.S.'s uh, domination over the past, well, really since the, the post-World War II era, right? And that's a big part of why they've chosen to to get into gold. And, and by all accounts, I mean, it's, it's been a big, it's been a good move for them. Russia is not a very diversified economy, uh, they they depend a lot on things like natural resources, which is not a bad thing, right? To have a lot of wealth and natural resources versus you know uh, a large amount of your economy based on consumption or or services or whatnot, like it is here in the United States. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and 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 
you know, generally speaking, Russia is a country that does not have very much debt at, at the government level, even at the consumer, at the corporate level. They're fiscally in a fairly good position. Like I said, they're not the powerhouse economy that the U.S. or China or Japan or, or a lot of those other countries are. I mean, those are kind of the top three of the top economies. But they do have a, a stable system as of right now. And they've worked hard to build that. And I think gold and this de-dollarization has been a big part of that. However, what we're talking about today is not the central bank holdings that the central bank that Russia's central bank holds as part of their, their uh, foreign reserves, uh, which is, is also the case for a lot of other world uh, central banks. Rather, we're talking about Russia's national wealth fund. And here's a quote from uh, Russia's finance minister, Anton Siloanov. Quote, there's a discussion whether to invest the fund's money in gold and precious metals. There are a lot of supporters and opponents. Now, he's talking about the National Wealth Fund, which currently, as of December 1st, uh, there's, there's $124 billion in this National Wealth Fund. And and they're basically looking at what to, what to do with it, where, where to invest it. Now, before I go any further, I do want to break down this this quote here real quick, which maybe it's just a translation thing. Maybe I'm I'm making a, a mountain out of a molehill here. But he does say, quote, there's a discussion whether to invest the fund's money in gold and precious metals. There are a lot of supporters and opponents. And precious metals. I, I find that interesting. And again, it could be absolutely nothing. But but you have to wonder, is is this meaning that potentially he's thinking about putting some of this money proposing putting some of this money into silver, not just gold. Silver would, I mean, them doing something like that with the silver market, physical silver would have a far larger impact than it would have in, in the gold market here. Uh, could be platinum, palladium, who knows? But but interesting uh, nonetheless. Uh, moving on here. Really what I want to do here is I want to provide you guys with all the facts and then then I'll draw my conclusions and I'll let you draw your own conclusions. But, but anyways, uh so basically what he's saying is is proposing that the national wealth fund in some way uh, mirrors the holdings of the the foreign reserves at at their central bank right so as of right now they hold 108 billion dollars as part of their foreign reserves and as a percentage of all their foreign reserve holdings, that's just shy of, of, of a quarter of their holdings. It's like 24 some percent of their holdings are, are gold versus currencies and, and, and bonds and whatnot. So where the rubber meets the road, I guess, if this were to go through, it would, and, and let's say it does mirror the central bank's holdings, at least in, in terms of gold as a percentage of their total assets, that would be uh, let's assuming it's the same about 24% of $124 billion would be bought in, in gold by Russia. Now, what does that equate to in, in terms of actual you know, amounts of gold? Well, that's roughly uh, 19.7 million troy ounces, which is a lot of gold. You know, as I said, Right now, they only hold, I should say only, it's a lot, but uh, 72.7 million troy ounces, right? So add on to that almost 20, you know, you're, you're getting pretty close to 100 million troy ounces, which is a lot of gold. And and as I said, it contributes to, I think, a lot of currency and, and economic stability inside of Russia. Now, will this actually go through? As I said, this is simply a proposal at this point. You know, I think that there's a lot of... of 
disagreement over this. As he said, there's opponents and, and there's supporters of this idea. Um, why would there be opponents to this idea? Gold is, is obviously uh, uh, Russia's friend at this point in time. Uh, gold has contributed to a lot of currency and economic stability, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, this National Wealth Fund, it, it primarily comes from, a lot of it comes from natural resources wealth in, in Russia. Oil uh, is, a, is a big part of it. Natural gas, right? Uh, oils of uh, Russia, with their vast size, is, is a big uh, natural resource country. Um, and, and they've benefited quite a bit from that over the years. And so... What I'm thinking, and I could be wrong, but but if I'm a politician in Russia, and and I'm sitting on a pile of cash that that is slowly but continuously replenished by oil revenues, natural gas revenues, and 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 whatever other you know revenues, and I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this? Yes, you could say let's throw some of it into gold, right? But I I would be tempted at least, or I could see a lot of individuals being tempted to do something else with it. One of two things. First of all, and one of these is proposed here, uh, spending it. Spending it on the country, on infrastructure projects. Maybe it's for, for altruistic reasons or because they want to be good stewards of, of their of their uh, comrades' uh, um, money. Uh, because they actually want to invest it, because they want to boost the economy, they they think they need better infrastructure. But I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, we're talking about votes or at least popularity in in a country like Russia. I mean, that's that's how you get popularity, right? And so you can funnel this, and and you have to also remember that that Russia is a country that does deal with a fair bit of of comp uh, not competition uh, um, corruption. You know, I'm not going to say all good things about Russia today. So. Uh, you also have to wonder, you know, if, if they're, they're investing in infrastructure, how hard would it be to funnel some of that money towards certain oligarchs, certain corporations, certain individuals uh, in such a way that increases their wealth rather than really contributes to, to improved infrastructure, right? So that's one one potential thing that they could be doing with it. Um, another thing is is they could mirror what, what many other countries have done with some of their national or sovereign wealth funds. And invest it in something other than gold, something that's interest-bearing or, excuse me, in many cases, uh, something that is uh, doing really well in terms of, of return. And I'm talking stocks, maybe not U.S. stocks. I don't know how popular that would be, right? I don't know exactly what this would look like if U.S. stocks weren't on the table or if a lot of EU stocks weren't on the table. Does that mean Chinese stocks? Does that mean you know Japanese? I don't. I don't know. South Korean. I don't know. But what I can say is that sovereign wealth funds over the last ten years have generally done pretty well by investing in stocks. Oftentimes it is U.S. stocks. Companies like Apple. Companies like Amazon, etc. You know these these blue chip stocks. These these stocks that are are at the heart of this this bubble that we're dealing with right now, and they've done very well on that, right? And so I could understand that argument as well. Like, why not, if we have $124 billion, why not try and grow that by 5 or 10% a year just purely on, on returns from, from these stocks? I get that as well. It's, it's, so I don't know. I, I can't say all the different agreements and disagreements with, within Russia's political structure. But what I can say is that if this does go through, it's going to, I think, be somewhat significant. My conclusion from this is, is if this goes through, 
it's it's going to be somewhat significant. We're talking about 20 million troy ounces of gold, potentially. Now, if they were to go and buy silver or palladium or platinum, that would be huge. I mean, think about it, even if it was just a few billion in one of those metals, uh, that would likely push prices up. I mean, that would be a lot of, of physical for, for Russia to, to hold. And, and these other markets, uh, palladium, platinum, and of course, silver are, are relatively small. I mean, silver, you know, on a yearly, uh, um, supply coming into the market type of, of deal, uh, $18 billion a year, right. Based on the current price, roughly about a billion ounces. Right. And so if you throw a few billion dollars into silver, that is pretty significant. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a boon for silver, or it should be at least, you know, because the amount of uh, uh, physical that they would be taking possession of. Same thing goes for palladium or, or platinum. I don't know off the top of my head the exact sizes of those markets, but they're considerably smaller than gold. You know, in terms of, of worldwide reserves of, of silver, we're talking, you know, coin and bullion. We're talking probably under $200 billion, right? Less than... than 10 billion ounces. Uh, but in terms of gold, we're talking trillions, right? And so if they do ultimately go on gold, it's not going to necessarily be a bad thing for their country. It just may not impact the price of gold quite as much as we'd expect, right? Uh, 20 million ounces, uh, what, what did I say? Uh, 20 some billion dollars into gold. Uh, that's that's a lot of money, but but it's not enough to to send gold like crazy high. Right. I mean, keep in mind, you know, relative to what what China holds, uh, especially off the books, uh, off balance sheet amounts of gold that people have calculated that they they likely hold, but but don't officially state as part of their uh, PBOC holdings. It's not a ton of gold compared to that compared to what Russia holds already. It's not a ton of I mean, Russia has has vastly increased their gold holdings over the last uh, uh, 10 or 15 years. And what has it done to the price of gold? It's helped, but it's it it hasn't taken off. I mean, if you look at back in, in 2013, uh, 2014, uh, the amount of gold they held was, was in the ballpark of, of maybe 45 million troy ounces. Today, uh, over 100, or, or sorry, in terms of, of dollars, they hold somewhere around $40 billion. Uh, today, it's, you know, north of $107 billion, $108 billion, somewhere in that ballpark. And and to increase that by another thirty, it, it'd be significant for Russia, but it wouldn't be a huge change for the gold market. They would need to step it up more than that, or else it would have to be, um, you know, if they were to invest in one of those other metals, right? That would be something that I would be looking for. Nonetheless, I'm not saying this is not significant. You know, as Zero Hedge point, points out, and they sort of are painting a picture of de-dollarization, which would be true, and and sort of a petrodollar system which which has been a um sort of petrodollar uh not a petrodollar but but sort of a, a gold petrodollar type of, of system where russia is basically taking the money straight from these these oil or these natural resource revenue and putting it straight into gold rather than uh, buying dollars or bond u.s bonds or u.s stocks or something like that Right, which would be de-dollarization, but but I also wonder how much of that they would actually be. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know how much of they currently would be or otherwise would be putting into dollars, 
But nonetheless, it is diversification. As I said earlier, you know, Russia, there's a lot of negative to say about Russia, right? Um, like is the case for most countries and, and governments around the world. Economically and financially speaking, though, even if they do have some problems, fiscally, they're not doing so bad. They don't have very much debt at all. They have a large amount of gold relative to the size of their currency and, and the size of their economy, right? So they're on pretty decent footing relative to the United States, relative to, to China, relative to most of the world. If anything, in this next recession, uh, they're, they're hardly recession-proof, especially since you know a large amount of their revenues do come from natural resources and, and from fossil fuels. And, and obviously, those prices could drop significantly in the next recession. However they have hardened themselves, hardened their economy to, to protect themselves from any future recession. So, um, again, that's my conclusion. This isn't going to be the next big thing for gold. Could be for silver if they were to invest a large amount in silver or platinum or palladium, right? Or rhodium or (laughs) iridium or whatever metal they want to go into. Um, nonetheless, though, it is, I think a big deal for Russia, geopolitically it's it's a big deal economically and financially for russia it's it's a big deal it's, it would be a positive for their country if this ultimately goes through um, but keep in mind it hasn't and and we'll see something to keep an eye on in the future i thought it was interesting i th- I, I hope you found today's podcast informative educational interesting um, putting some numbers to this i think is important and understanding that it's a lot of gold but it's not a crazy amount of gold but it would be a pretty crazy amount of, of silver or platinum or palladium if they were to invest in a different type of metal. So anyways, as always, I'd like to thank every one of you for tuning in to today's podcast. I, I do hope that you consider making the switch to actual podcast platforms. It's a growing, you know, I had somebody comment the other day on one of my community posts, you know, podcasts are obsolete. But but if you look at the numbers, podcasts are growing uh, the, the amount of people that listen to podcasts is, is increasing. It's a pretty steady trend over the last 10 years. Uh, the amount of people listen to podcasts, they're, they're pretty popular because I think it fits well with a lot of people's lifestyle. They, they can listen while they're driving, while they're working out, while they're whatever, uh, whatever way you, you, you catch your silver fortune fix for the day. Uh, so, so I hope that you join me over on the podcast platform uh, and, and sort of get rid of, you don't have to uninstall YouTube. And like I said, I'm not leaving YouTube. I don't have any plans to leave YouTube, right? But I do want to diversify away from YouTube, just like Russia is diversifying away from the dollar. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's podcast and God bless.